and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hi there. Welcome to another week of TV My Husband Hates. How are you doing this week, Kat? I'm doing okay. The closer I get to Christmas, the closer I get to shutting everything down and just putting on joggers and reading a book. That sounds amazing. Wouldn't that be nice? I ordered 50% of all our Christmas gifts last night while I was watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) And our husbands think that this podcast isn't productive. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. I got all my best work done. I get loads done. (laughs) Um, I've still got a shit ton of Christmas shopping to do, and I'm just not thinking about it at the moment. Do you guys do, so this is something, like a friend of mine brought this up. Do you guys do adult gifts? Like, so do you gift like sisters and brothers and all that good stuff? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Reagan. Um, <laughs> in general, no. Right. Uh, but, but this year, um, it's a very special year. And it's Jimmy's 70th, Jimmy's mum's 70th birthday. I was going to say, Jimmy and ages well for 70. <laughs> doesn't he? Um and so we're all going, like, Jimmy's mom has booked this really fabulous house for all 18 of his family. Wow. Um, uh-huh. And, um, and we're all going for a week. So, you know, not for like two or three days, like for a week. And Seven and full days. Seven full days, yeah. Okay. And we've, you know, because it's a special Christmas event thing, we don't do this very often, uh, we're all buying presents for everybody. Wow. So... So yeah, it's it's um so in answer to your question, Reagan, yes, we are we are buying presents for everybody. Yeah, we're a little divided on it. Um in my husband's family, we typically drew names. So like the adults would only have to buy like one adult gift. Oh, like secret Santa adults. Kind of, but we kind of knew who we I mean, we obviously knew who had us and who had each other. Right. So not so secret secret Santa. Um my on my side of the family we always kind of have done because my brother doesn't have kids. So my my stepbrother has kids and we have kids, but my brother doesn't. So I was like, well, that's kind of shitty if we're like, well, we're just going to buy for kids and he doesn't have any kids. <laughs> um, and actually, I have no idea what we're doing this year. I have not been in touch with them. So I should probably get that sorted out and see what we're well, doing. Well, we know that Mama Terry listens. So she'll she'll yeah. listen and she'll call you up and she'll be like, this is the situation. Well, no. So that's a separate family because oh. my family is divided into two. So my dad and my stepmom and my family on that side, we do one thing. And then my mom, my brother and I do something different. It's, it's never easy. Whose idea was Christmas? Yeah. Like, who it's came a up with this idea. idea? Because it's a lot. Yeah. Well, and I kind of feel like as adults, if you want something, you just typically buy it for yourself. Well, that's what Jimmy said to me today because I bought him a present for Christmas that he'd said he wanted for his 40th and nobody got it for him. So I was like, fine, I'll nail that cool. for Christmas. Done. Turns out that between his 40th and Christmas, he's bought it for himself. Right. So it turned up and I was like... Man. Uh, so now I'm returning that. And I said, well, what do you want? He's like, I kind of buy everything for myself that I really want. Or it's really, really expensive. Right, And I was right. like, I'm not buying you a fucking guitar. I'm, you know, I'm just not. 22 guitars is enough. <laughs> 22 is enough. Um, so I don't know what the fuck I'm going to get him. So if anybody's got any great ideas, let me know. 
We always chat. Last year, we went in, and my dad went in with us as well, and we bought a rowing machine. So, like, that was our gift to each other and my dad's gift to us. So, like, we just pooled. That's typically what we do. So, we do fun things like, oh, we have to replace the desktop computer. That's our Christmas present to each Uh other. Or this year may actually be fun. I think we're talking about upgrading our iWatch, like our Apple Watches, because we have old ones. And oh, his, is, cool. his is not working. Mine is fine. So he would like a new one. But then I kind of feel like, well, where does that leave me? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm in if a one weird gets place a new watch, Christmas. the other gets a new watch. I know, but, do I, but I don't know if I really need one. So it, well, like, then this maybe, is where I feel like I'm getting old, where I'm like, well, I just don't need one. My old one works fine. I think you and Jimmy would get on really, really well. But we know yeah, that Yeah, this is a weird place for me. It's a weird, like, this is not a, a normal Which I don't think feeling. I even recognize you anymore. Yeah, well, it Who was the same thing. Who have you become? Who are you? I have no idea. It was the same thing with our, like, our headphones. Like, we've got those power beats that have the string. Yeah. Well, he lost his. Mine still work fine. So for Father's Day, I got him some of just, like, the new wireless ones. And they're amazing. So he's like, oh, well, do you want those for Christmas? I was like, my old ones still work. And I'm not marathon training anymore. I know. I've turned 80 years old, like, overnight. I went from 35 to 80. I mean, it's lucky I still love you and you're cute. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back to my normal self uh, soon. Let's just ride out Christmas. Yeah, let's just get through Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, we're planning to keep the schedule pretty much the same because yeah. we clearly have almost no lives. So <laughs> we can't see any reason why there should be an interruption to your usual listening schedule. Um, unless, of course, I end up, you know, losing my mind being in a house for seven days with my husband's family. Other than that, we'll be fine. Maybe it'll be a special drinking podcast episode, the one after Christmas. Because it's after well, yeah. your, it's the day after Boxing Day. Neither of us have to work. Maybe we'll just enjoy some wine together and do the podcast recording. I think we should. I could always do mine a little bit later as well. So we could bring your, so you didn't have to drink yeah. at nine. I could bring mine up to... It's 9 p.m. Know. somewhere. It's always, I mean, <laughs> all, all five. Yeah, you know, whatever you get. Yeah, so, so maybe it'll be a special um, one. Yeah, let's, let's do a special drunk podcast. I think that Excellent. would be wonderful. I'm sure it'll be very different than our normal, normal <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <ones. laughs> um, so it's been quite a week this week. Um, it's been a bit tricky for me because for some reason some of the episodes didn't land until the next day, which was weird. But we've managed to pull it all together, so don't worry, we have got a full complement of all the shows for you. And we are as ever going to kick up with... Kick, kick up? kick off with keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, yes. And uh, during our little pre-chat, we've decided, really, this episode is all about Courtney versus Kim and Chloe and their filming schedule and how many hours they're putting into the show. Because obviously, back when they started doing the show, all they had was the show. Like, that was kind of their main focus. Well, now they all have separate businesses. They all have kids. They all have husbands. So now it's getting a little bit tricky. And, uh, yeah, it was just all about the inequity of filming time this and week. I was saying, I, was, I think it's really cool that they're having this conversation on camera as well. Because it would have been very easy for them to sideline this conversation as kind of a, right. a behind-the-scenes production chat. Um, but I love that Chris has put it on the camera. Um, I am a little bit torn because we talked about this and we didn't fully agree. But I feel that while Courtney has absolutely the right to do what she wants to do um, and Kim and Chloe have a right to be pissed off about it, I do think 
that the way that they handle it kind of lets them down a little bit. Yeah. And again, I mean, there are some things where I'm like, oh, is this just how sisters communicate when they're just fed up with each other? Because I don't have sisters. So my brothers don't act that way. So I don't know. Um, I, but I get like where they're coming from and, and purely on the fact that you've all signed a contract to be on this show. If you've committed to a certain number of hours, then you need to do those hours. Like, and, and I agree with you. That's just the way it goes. A hundred percent. I agree with you. And I think you're right. There's, there's a certain, um, absence of kind of, I guess, politeness if it's between sisters, right. but it is still business. And right. I think, you know, they, you know, they have to be able to have that conversation. And it just feels like, exactly like you say, like they're kind of just sisters having a fight and kind of ganging up on each other. And I was like, do you know what? If this is a business chat, then let's handle it like a business chat. Right. Let's not yeah. fucking follow somebody into an <laughs> unknown house. Into Let's not trespass into a garden. Um, I mean, I, I, if I'd have been Courtney, in a, and let's say it was a meeting, Right. It didn't look that much like a meeting to me. It looked like business time. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, uh, I would have been mortified. As it was, you know, obviously it is what it is. But, but yeah, I think they could handle it better. But you're right. She signed a contract. Courtney signed a contract. And she needs to abide by that contract. And let's face it, the season's nearly nearly up. Do you know what I mean? It's the season finale next week. Um, And the girls are annoyed and if you take the sisterly bitchiness out of it i would be annoyed if i was running a business with two other people and one of them wasn't pulling their weight and putting in the time i'd be pissed too and that's essentially what it boils down to yeah no i totally agree with you we did a poll on this and uh people were 71 percent on kim and chloe's side and 29 percent of you guys were on courtney's side and we did a follow-up poll like all about Courtney is she being shady or just private and 70% think she's being shady and 30% think she's just private. You see, I think that's just because people don't really like Courtney because I think it's like his vicious circle, which comes first, yeah. the chicken or the egg. Like we don't like her cause we don't see as much of her because she's right. not sharing as much of it. And so then we think she, when she decides to pull back, she's being shady, but actually I don't know which came first, if I'm honest. Right. Um, I think she's shady about a couple things in her life. I, th- I think she's shady about relationships. I think she's been burned by having a very public relationship. So I, while I understand it, it's not necessarily fair for everybody else to have to have their stuff on there because they have to make up. They have to. They have to make the show at the end of the day, right? And I think this is where I kind of side with Kim and Courtney, like, or Chloe and. Kim, Kim, because Chloe's been going through some real shit and it's all been shown because she's having to film more because her sister wants to keep part of her life private because of this exact same thing. So it's almost like if there could just be a little bit more understanding between them all and like, okay, well, don't go see a boyfriend, go do something else with like friends and have them film that like they are in control of what's being filmed. They all are. But I do think, like, you know, when they bring up, like, the, uh, I guess, like, the PR company does, like, a poll about, like, who likes them, the results don't surprise me at all because of this exact thing. Like, if you're not showing your whole life, then people don't feel like they know you, and therefore they kind of don't like you. Whereas Chloe's the favorite. She's showing everything, you know. Yeah. And it's, and I, 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 
obviously we kind of you know that they get this kind of feedback but again to see it in real life and to see yeah. them hear that stuff about themselves is really it was really kind of interesting to watch but also interesting because I was saying to you earlier um I'm always in the majority like I'm always like I'm never the 12% that doesn't like Chloe or no, you know right. the 52% that think that Scott isn't the lovable villain which I was like he, there's surely nothing still villainous about Scott right now. Like, no, he's just a good guy. Are we still holding on to that? Like, right, I felt right. bad for him about that. <laughs> um, I don't think he cares. Like, I think he was fine with that. I think yeah. he's just happy he has a place. Yeah, he's just very grateful to be there. Like, yeah. and I and I get that. I was surprised that Chris. I felt um, like obviously she had to momage it a little bit. Right. Um, but what kept being repeated was we'll do the show for as long as everybody's happy. And if Chloe, if Courtney's not happy, what's the, what's our thoughts? Do we think that they'll pull the show if Courtney's not involved or do you think they'll figure out a way? I mean, they've lost Rob. Right. Chris has obviously taken a step back. Kylie and Kendall have very minimal roles as well. There's no more, Bruce slash Caitlin, like there's a lot of it gone. If it's only really down to Kim and Chloe, can it survive? Well, I wonder if they just split them apart because they have been, I think Chloe has been talking about doing a show with True, I think for Facebook, um, on the Facebook, like the Facebook TV aspect of it all. Um, and she's got Revenge Body. I mean, they all have kind of spinoffs. I mean, even Scott got the spinoff, like home flipping show that wasn't very good. But um, despite him, he was brilliant. Flip it like Disick. Yeah, I but I felt like have. the show just didn't have a great pull, in my opinion. No, it was a bit but, shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, could I, I have a hard time believing that they'd let it go, though. I don't know. I don't know either, but I also don't know if Kim could really sustain, you know, Kanye She's only so wants on, to be... Man. She's so much on, but also Kanye only wants to be so much involved. So for her to shoulder a whole solo show by herself, I think would be difficult, considering we see so much of her anyway on social media. Like, I just, it would be, I just don't know if it would work. So we'll see. Watch this space. But um, it's the Give us your thoughts on it, too. Let us know. Yeah, do. Let us know what you think. We did another poll, and I polled everybody about would anybody else do a family reality show? 14% 14% said that they would. 86% said no. Uh, what would you say? Um, I don't think my family's that interesting. I'm not that I interesting. Don't I don't think I could turn up every week and have something interesting happening for filming. I think that that would really stress me out. And I think between being a mom and having my own business and doing the podcast. <laughs> I could use the money, um, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, who couldn't use the money? I just feel like there's... A, my husband would never get on board with it. I mean, he doesn't even want me putting pictures of him on my Instagram. I had to, like, clear my Instagram of him. Oh, really? um, Because I I switched the settings and made it unprivate, and he he did not want to be on it. So, like, he there's 100% no way he would sign up on a show. He wouldn't want our kids to be on the show. So what would the show be? Like, me? Yeah, I remember um, April Fool's one year saying to Jimmy, um, I've got something to tell you and I know you're going to be really mad. Yeah. But I've said yes because it's something I desperately, desperately, desperately want to do and it's going to be great for us in the long run. Um, But but you are going to be cross. And he was like, what is it? And I said, 
I've signed a contract to do the real Instagram Housewives of London for £250,000 <laughs> for the year. And he was like, you should have seen his face. But because the genius of it all was that he was devastated at sort of having to share it all. But then he heard 250,000 quid right. and he was like, ah, I don't know what to do with this information. I had to you put him what? out of his misery. I think we were there. I think that oh, was the we came out for Easter. Oh, was it? Oh, oh it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll I- see. I don't know. I mean, nobody's ever approached me and given me a number and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we would do. Nobody's ever approached me either, but I mean, it's hard. Um, Yeah, I think we'll just, we've got the season finale. We'll see how it goes. Um, Watch this space, I think, with that. Let's move to Atlanta with the real housewives. do it. Um, Let's just talk about the fact that um, Kenya has come in really spiky this season. Wow. Yes. I mean, there are probably a couple of other things to talk about, but I think let's right off the bat go straight to that wig party and her kind of crashing it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of love for Marlo, so... On some ways, I was like, yeah, go for it. But on the other hand, it's like, this makes you look really shit. I have to say, like, I I really, it fundamentally pissed me off. Because I right. think, as we, I work a lot with women who are kind of building their own thing, building their own brand and all of the rest of it. And it would, it's so disgusting. It's such, yeah. it's like, the, absolutely the very last wrong thing that you would do. Um so I was against it on that. And I have to say, I'm no fan of Marlo either. But I did really love the fact that she really tried. Like, yes. for, for almost 20 minutes, yeah. she managed to be the bigger person. Like, for oh my almost gosh. 20 minutes, she did. And she was like, she handled it perfectly. Took all the wind out of Kenya's sails. Like, she was expecting the yeah. explosion. And Marlo just was like, <gasps> and then Let's obviously her edges do matter. <laughs> I know. Can you help me and with then, this. And then obviously she suddenly finally got to Kenya and was like, yeah, and then it was too go. much for her. It would, and right. she reverted. But I have to say, I really, really respected her for that because I thought it's the only way to handle that situation. Yeah, yeah, and especially like as public as it was, and it's being filmed. I think Marlo did a great job at first and then <laughs> and then came the security calls and all that but to be fair Kenya is always the one calling security on everyone as we saw because like they did you know the little clip recap where she's pretty much had every single girl in that group escorted out of a event yeah. by security so part of me is like she just kind of got got her own back oh um, even listen even though she had her I still didn't blame her for, like I, I'm just surprised she didn't do it sooner but yeah. I was I just never would have called that Marlo would have had the restraint to even initially act like that but she did and that was impressive yeah um, we did a poll about Kenya crashing and 14% said it was great business 86% said it was shady as fuck those 14% are dead I know who Sorry. are you I know I love you who are those 14%? I mean, I, Thanks for I listening. I think had they staged it, it could have been brilliant for both of their businesses, like yes. done a funny thing, then I would have been okay with it. But this was obviously, like Kenya said, she wasn't coming, blamed her daughter for her not being able to come, which I have a whole nother issue with that. Um, said like Brooklyn was sick, so she couldn't come. Yeah. And then she pulls together this thing. And it wasn't just pulled off. I mean, they had a band. They had. I mean, that was a well-orchestrated party crash. 
Yeah, um, it was dark. It was dark. And as Portia says, even if edges do matter, they don't matter today. Right, but I'll be using the product tomorrow. I, I, I lo- we my love, love her. for Portia, yeah, is just growing. <laughs> I feel like the Grinch, where my heart just like keeps getting bigger and bigger. She's <laughs> amazing too. this season. I adore everything about her. There was I can't remember whether it was this season or was it? Oh, was it? Was it this episode? Or was it last episode? Uh, but she was like snap back for a man like hell no do you know what i mean and i was like <laughs> yeah. oh Portia, i love you she's like this is my body it gave birth to a baby i'm not snapping back for dennis no um, but then she goes to that thing with tanya at the beginning of this episode oh well maybe it was this episode where she's doing like the waist exercise that all the real housewives have done this season where oh. they go in with that like ab crunch the electrocution machine. yeah yeah oh yeah mild electrocution um, we also did a poll about Marlo calling security. 50% th- thought it was the right move, but 50% thought it was poor form to call security on a guest. That's a split. That's a, I think that's probably the first dead split poll yeah. that we've had. It is, which really surprised me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she had every right to get her out of there. Yeah, like, she wasn't going to leave quietly. No. Um but yeah, I think Kenya's going to get really, really hot. And I think this is all coming back to Mark. I think she's yeah. a, she needs to take all this aggression out where it belongs and stop being shady, shady bitch yeah. to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, well, she's soon going to have no friends because she's going to have alienated everyone. I mean, she yelled at Cynthia at last week's barbecue. Candy's still there. Nini hates her. We'll see about Portia. I feel like they're bonding a lot over being kind of first-time moms and both kind of dealing with, you know, disruption and I get that. in their personal lives. There's a lot lives. to bond totally. over there. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. I mean, other than that, I think there's a discussion to have between Nini and Candy. Like, Nini suddenly calling Candy up to have, excuse me, to have lunch because she's like, I want all the tea. But actually, yeah. she doesn't. What she wants to do is kind of dip dish all the tea so it gets back right. to Cynthia. She wants Cynthia to know that somebody's been recording her. Yeah. Do you think it's Yovana? I think 100% it's Yovana. I would bet both my ovaries it is Yovana. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. That yeah. bitch is shady and she looked like she was lying when they challenged her. Who fucking records a conversation at a meal? You took the words out of my mouth. Who says they're recording other people's conversations? Hey, who's dexterous? Like, I'd like to know the dexterity that you have to record on your phone without anybody noticing while you're having like a one-on-one meal or a drink or whatever. And like, I don't know. Again, no, I get- I'm too lazy to be that shady. I'm just too lazy. I think we're too lazy for a lot That's of things. That's my tagline. Like, I'm just you know, too lazy. <laughs> I'm just too lazy to even write a tagline. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Um, Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen between Cynthia and Nini. I feel like they just both need to get over themselves. I feel like Cynthia's come out fighting because this is the time that she's not going to bow down to Nini. And I right. think Nini's just using it as a way to victimize, like to play the victim. And I think both of them just need their heads knocking together. Yeah, we did a poll about their whether their friendship would be fixed or not. And uh, 13% are holding out hope that their uh, friendship's going to be fixed. 87% oh, said no. Yeah, just 13. Oh, that doesn't so, look good. No. I think they'll get back together. I think they'll be fine. That's, uh, you heard it here first. There um, you go. And, and Nini's also pissed at Portia, apparently. Yeah, 
Yeah, she just ignored her for kind of no reason. Uh, 22% said we did a poll on this one as well, as uh, I'm sure shocks you. But uh, we did <laughs> 22% said she was justified in ignoring Portia, and 78% she was wrong. I don't know why she ignored her. I don't get it did either. I can't out? remember. I feel like it was mentioned. But I can't remember. But Nini's going in for the kill and like bitching about her body after having a baby. Yeah. I mean, the woman's just had a baby. And she's also like not just had a baby, but had a baby and found out her partner's cheating. Like that's not the time you go in and bitch about somebody. No, and she looks amazing. She has got some mega junk in that trunk. She looks phenomenal. It's ridiculous. Like I wish I looked that good. So does Nini. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So does Nini. Yeah. I don't see um, Nini as being one who ages well. I mean, like, not not in like her looks. Like, I I think Nini looks great, but I feel like she is not maybe wouldn't handle getting older well. Does that make more sense? No. Yeah. I mean, Nini's a bit like Benjamin Button at the moment. Like, she yeah. is looking younger and younger as the years go by. Um, but I think. I think she's also getting more bitter and more bitter and less patient and less empathetic and yeah. all of the things that I think we probably all suffer from a little bit as we get older. But she sort of started from a slightly less empathetic stage to right. start with. So I think she's, I think she's, yeah, I don't think she's being her best self right now, despite the fact that she's got a life coach. Yeah. Um, I want to see the receipts. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the receipt. I want to see the receipts too. I did love it when it was like, was it Candy who's like, is Jesus her life coach? That's who she needs. Like, unless it's Jesus, no, this is not going to work. It was Kenya. Oh, was it Kenya? It was Kenya. Kenya pulling the that. Jesus card. Um, but we yeah, will we'll see the see. girls at Carnival in Toronto. <gasps> um, yeah, that's their girls' trip. Thirty-two uh, percent of you think it'll be fun. Sixty-eight percent of you agree with me that it's going to be messy as fuck. Messy as fuck, but so fun to watch. Oh, I I love Carnival. I really I really miss the Notting Hill Carnival. Like that. I was have always... never been. Really? Who did I go with? I can't think of anything. Oh, I I, 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 I think this. I went with Jenny. Um, but I went a few times when we lived there, and it was it was fun. But um, ne- I feel like the grandeur of what we're going to see is going to be a little bit different at the Toronto yes. Carnival in Canada. Carnival. Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of shaking the tail feathers, and I can't wait to see Portia twerk her way around Toronto. Oh, she is going to do it justice. She's going to make With Toronto. With a baby strapped to her. Hell yes, as she should. So let's go on to Thailand and Below Deck. Go to Below Deck. Um, we talked a lot about the misogynism going on on the boat, and it's uh, continued through to this week. There's a huge bro culture on this boat. There is, and it's now becoming really exclusive. Like, I did not like the way, I mean, all right, whether Riley should have told Simone about the Tanner chat or not. She didn't do it because she was a girl. She did it because he I said mean, a, some- boy to- a boy could right. have told her. He said something that was not okay. He's spreading rumors or he's, or he's spreading, not rumors because it's true, but he's spreading secrets and he well, shouldn't. I don't even feel like it was brought up as like, oh, he was talking shit about you. It was just like, oh yeah, like you said it was cuddling, but like Tanner said he went down on you. Like I never took it as Riley trying to start shit. Like we've seen Riley start shit. 
I don't think that's what she was doing. I think she was just like, oh, like you said this, like he told us like, haha, isn't that funny? I think, I feel like that's how it came across versus like, hey girl, this is what he's saying about you. No, I totally- the deckhand spy. I totally agree. And I think what I didn't like is that the boys kind of, in their defensiveness, made it a girl-boy thing. I was like, I mean, it's not a girl-boy thing. And they're saying, oh, she wants to be one of the boys. But then she goes off and does this. Stop. Like, just stop. Yeah. Because all this is is just chatter. Like, if you say something, Tana, it could get back to Simone any which way. You're saying it on TV. She'll find out Just because it got back through Riley doesn't mean that this is an opportunity for you to, like, exclude her from the group because she's got tits like this is not okay no my feelings for tanner went way down this episode which kind of you know hurts my little heart but he is so like he's just wrong he's, he's wrong about really so many things. immature and i yeah. think that's like he he his youth and his immaturity really revealed itself and it you know comments like this is why i don't get into relationships you weren't in a relationship right. whether you sleep with somebody once or or a hundred times, you still owe them a certain amount of human decency. That, yeah. That, and they can still expect that. So right. I don't think that waking up next morning and tittle-tattling about Simone is is ever going to stand you in any good set. Maybe she no. would have been okay with it. Maybe she could have laughed it off. But it's also okay for her to not be okay with it. And don't make it her out to be this kind of weird, needy, right, sort of right. overly committed person. Actually, you've just been a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, and it's your issue, not her issue. Because maybe you, I, I feel like he got super defensive because I feel like he was probably a little embarrassed. Like, yeah, he I got think caught he out. knew he did wrong. So yeah. he creates this big smoke screen, let's blame the women because I did nothing wrong. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, we, I think that's what they call gaslighting. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, uh, and also it wasn't just that one thing. It wasn't like the morning after no. I went down on Simone. It's like in the bus ride when all the boys are going out to the elephants and he's like, oh, I went to Chowtown. And, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, for I've the never, love ever of heard of it called Chowtown. No, me neither. And I, I'm... I'm going to be honest, I'll That's probably really use the term. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will. We'll use it, but it, we're not happy about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to use it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is just an, an, a perfect example of why uh, boys, when it comes to stuff, just he's just not displaying the emotional intelligence required. Well, it's boys, um, not men, right? Like, I think boys. this is a prime example. Real but men Brian really don't talk surprises shit like me. this. Yeah. Brian's like, you know, I can't see a girl being disrespected like that. And he recognizes that it's disrespect. You don't yeah. have to be in a relationship with somebody for two years to treat them like shit. Like, no. just because you've only known them for two weeks or been with, doesn't mean that there's like a lower standard of, you know, shit treating, of, if that yeah. makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like your standards have to raise the longer you've known right, them. Right, right. It has to be major shit versus yeah. little shit. It's yeah. just all shit. It's just all shit. And actually, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't ignore the girl that you're sleeping with and that you're booty calling. Like, it's yeah. all very well for you to sit there and be really indignant and go, oh, I'm just so angry and she's really annoying. But then go home that night and give her a booty call. Like, well, but also, off. like, even, like, kiss her throughout the day on the boat. Because, I mean, we've seen them kind of, like, wrapping up this last charter and, like, they're stealing kisses. Like, he is treating this more than a booty call. Like, if he was, like 
totally ignoring her all day and then just hooking up at night. I still don't think it's right, but I also don't know how that would be different. But he's almost courting her throughout the day. Yeah. Just to treat her like shit. It would be a lot less confusing. And I think that's the thing. It's really confusing for Simone because she's like, well, it isn't just a nighttime thing. He's not just coming on to me when he's hammered. Right. It's like during the day. It's everything. And um, so, yeah, I think he, I'm with you. I think he was, he's really gone down in my estimations too. Yeah. On Twitter, Captain Lee um, was kind of live tweeting during this episode. And he was talking about how much he's really kind of, grossed out by the bro culture as well, which made me feel really good that like he sees that as a problem, but he was called out by some other person on Twitter and they call, they said that the bro culture comes from him. So it must be his fault because he's the captain. And he was just like, um, I hire adults to do a job. So anything more than that, like I can't hold their hand every single, yeah. you know, like I can't be and also down he's there. He's got a job to do as yeah. well. I mean, I do get the, I, I do get, I have to say, I do get the, concept that it's that it comes from the top down totally like the atmosphere and the ethos of a boat will come from the top down but i think it's it's very easy to say that with hindsight which is essentially what we're all getting to do well but i also think it does come from the top down who is the lead deckhand it's coming Mm. from like their mini hierarchy you know like if ashton wasn't having any of this it wouldn't be happening but yeah. Ashton is is participating in it, and so therefore it's okay. Yeah, in in and their little micro. I agree, group. and I and and Ashton as well is going down in my estimations too. But um, but yeah, Tanner for me really, I, I, I he behaved really badly this week. Just yeah, I'm just gonna I, th- say I it. think his I think his mum would be really um unimpressed. Like, I don't know. I mean, he didn't get any hookers, up any hookers but I, I still think she'd be disappointed. <laughs> Coming from a, a mom of boys, I would still be oh, disappointed. Oh, tans. <laughs> oh, tans. Don't get any hookers pregnant. Yeah, um, 79% of you guys agree with us that Tanner was wrong for hook, like chatting about his hookup. Um, 21% of you said no, um, that he was not wrong. So. What we'll about see. the dancing? What did people, did we do a, a we didn't what did do you one. think I about did the one. dancing? I did another poll about whether Riley should have said anything to Simone, and that one was pretty split. 52% of you guys said yes, she absolutely should have said something, but 48% said no. Maybe she should have just kept it to herself. I mean, not that I think that would have stopped what then happened later at the beach club anyways. Like, Tanner, like, would have revealed himself regardless. So I don't necessarily think it's Riley's fault. For no, and it also, as you say, yeah. it wasn't like she went to her with right. like this, oh, I've got to tell you this. It was yeah. almost like in passing. It was very much like she went, oh, I've just remembered. By the way, you said that you were just cuddling you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like giving her a hard time about like, does cuddling mean going down on you kind of thing. Yeah, she wasn't mixing or meddling. And Riley does do that. We know when she's yeah. doing that, like you say. That wasn't it. So, um yeah, he he's all sorts of wrong and and the dancing thing at the beach club. I I mean, I get it. You can dance with somebody, it's not cheating. That's fine. Yeah. I I understand. But I think that I get why she's upset. Like everybody's there, everybody's watching. He's been snogging her. They're not an official couple. And right. I think it would have made me feel like a bag of shit if I was really into this guy and he was kind of vacillating between making me feel really special and you know cuddling and affection and all the rest of it and then jumping up on a podium and gyrating with 
a girl, especially after he'd gone, is it a problem if I get up and dance? And I go, yeah, it's a problem. And then he gets up and dances. Yeah, I mean, that that's a dick move. And I don't, I, I have no idea what he could say to kind of redeem himself from that. I mean, everybody else called it out as being a dick move. I mean, Kevin saw it as a dick move. Brian saw it as a dick move. Everybody called him out on it, like, later on at the dinner. Or like, yeah, that was that was a dick move. And then his attitude at dinner was dickish. He's just being a dick all around. And and I think if other people who are dicks call you out for being a dick, you probably need to reevaluate what you're doing. (laughs) When even the dicks are calling you a dick, maybe it's time to reassess. When Kevin's calling you a dick, let's take a minute. Let's reevaluate our life choices. Speaking of Kevin, obviously we had, uh, we've got, again, a few fireworks between him and Kate. I mean, I'm now starting to wonder whether this is, I mean, obviously it's not, but it's either like just pure hatred or it's real sexual tension. Right. And I really, (laughs) I I really hope it's not sexual tension because the thought of Kevin in any way, um, but the whole, can we just, the talk about the fridge and the wine going in the fridge. I just. Like who cares? It's a fucking fridge. Do you know who cares? Kevin cares. Kevin cares. Kevin really, really cares. Um, But then Kate's late. And I think the problem with Kate, I think what Kate's suffering from is she's ballsy, she's straight talking, she's no nonsense. And that can get you a lot of respect, but it doesn't always get you liked. And I think there is an element of arrogance with Kate. This is not her first rodeo. She knows the boat really well. She's got a very strong relationship with Captain Lee. I think he probably allows that to be a little bit too familiar too. I'd agree. Uh, um, And so when she does fuck up and when she is kind of being late all the time and taking other people for granted, then the tide of opinion can very quickly turn against her. And I think that's what's happened. Yeah, we definitely saw that um, this evening, like first with Kevin and then with Brian getting all uppity about being called a yachty, even though Kate was giving him a compliment and he calls and, her a bitch. I mean, he said, don't call me that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And she didn't actually, She, but she wanted to have a conversation about, about it, I think. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, he just then called her a bitch. And I know that Brian can get a little bit aggy when he's drinking, but calling anybody a bitch, I mean, it's just a, it's just a, I'd rather be called a cunt than a bitch. Oh, honestly. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I just would. Um I also don't care about... Actually, no, I don't care about being called either. I don't care if someone calls me a bitch. Like, Yeah. It just doesn't... I I don't care. Well, Kate cares. Yeah, yeah. Kate definitely cares. And she cares so much that she tries to climb out of a moving van. (laughs) And then she literally has the actual dictionary definition of a grown-up tantrum. Yeah, yeah. She did. I mean, watching her throw those pants around was mortifying. Painful. It was really painful. Yeah. Um, I think Kate's tired. Like, I think she needed the day to be where she could just chill out. Everybody continually talked shit about the fact that she just wanted to be alone, which I would have been Kate. Like, knowing my personality, working in those, like, tight tight places, I would just want to be left the fuck alone on my day off. I would like to have some drinks, read my book, get some sun, have a fucking nice meal, and then go to bed. And I think that's really all she wanted to do. 
but they're all taking it so personally oh, and i think this God. is when it's like they were all yeah. just 12 right you all just it's not about you minute. it's not about <laughs> you i would be exactly the same i just want to read my book watch my shitty tv and not talk to anybody i just yeah. that's what i'd want to do i have a few cocktails so i do feel like you're right she's been she's kind of not goaded but like she's, she's worn just down. not in a good mood she's worn yeah. down she's tired yeah. she thought she'd get a bit of space which she hasn't got and then somebody calls her a bitch and it d- it did feel a little um what's the word it didn't feel quite justified like a justified reaction to what no, was happening no i think yeah i think her reaction was probably bigger than what was going on but i think she has just been pushed to that point cuz her day was pretty shit <laughs> yeah but she also needs to fucking start turning up on time because that is yeah. my absolute pet I hate. totally agree I'm um, the early one pretty much always uh, obviously and as well she does that in front of Captain Lee which is another reason why I think he needs to rein that relationship in a little bit because I feel like she feels like she can right um, and I think and I really hope Captain Lee like chews her out to, on the next episode because yeah. it's he has let that get a little too friendly he needs to yell at all of them none of them have been behaving all right you know, nobody's been doing their job 100%. Everything's a little bit fucked. So, I mean, I think we see this kind of every season. Like, there comes to a point where I think just everybody's a little bit worn down and he has to, you know, give them the don't embarrass the me, don't embarrass the boat chat. The come to Jesus to fire meeting. someone, the come to Jesus meeting, and everything will be sorted. So, I'm looking forward to seeing this meeting next week and see how it goes. Um, just, I think before we move on quickly, yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be some real tension between uh, Riley and Courtney over Brian. Oh, uh, um, yes. I, I feel like Courtney's a lamb to the slaughter in this particular instance. I don't, I actually don't think Brian has any sexual interest in Riley at all. No. But I don't think it will stop her really no. <laughs> trying to fuck it up. No, and she's very blunt about it. She doesn't give a fuck. She thinks Courtney's no. boring. She's going for Brian in the penis ravine. Then the penis ravine. And I wouldn't mind diving headfirst into that penis ravine either. I mean, I mean just once. I wouldn't want him to talk to me, but... No. If he, says he doesn't have much of a personality in me. Yeah. No. But, um, but he does but have yeah, the he abs. Looks good. He's in. He's He's an insta hottie. I don't want he you to talk to me. I just want to like your pictures. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fizzy. All right. Uh, OC? OC in Florida. Where? I feel like I'm going to have to be just like the American spokesperson at the moment. <laughs> Being an English lit major, watching multiple people have no idea who Ernest Hemingway is. Apart from Kelly. Made me want to crawl up and die and actually just hand over my passport and be like, I'm going to go join another country. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, like Kelly kind of knew who he was. I think Emily knew who he was. I, Kelly I knew. Yes, but he wrote for whom the bells toll. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not snotty about a lot of things, but like, I mean, he's like a great American writer. I mean, pretty much everybody has heard of Ernest Hemingway. He's also massive Steinbeck and Hemingway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you know any of them, it was the the era. Yeah, I mean, just like knowing F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like, there are people you just know, and I think in American literature and just kind of American personalities, you would just know who he is. And it's fucking embarrassing. 
That's I mean, wasn't it Vicky who's like, she thought he might even still be alive because he had yes. a house? Yes. Yes, she did. I, you can't, I mean, there's nothing we can say about that. No, I kind of, I expected more from Shannon. I felt like Shannon would know who she, who he was. And maybe she did and she just didn't say anything. But like, they were looking it up on their phone to see if he was alive. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, well, money but can't buy brains. amazing. And I would love to go visit there, especially with the six toed cats. Me too. And also just Key West and the Florida. Yes. And I did, surely that's maybe a, maybe that's a contender for our 40th. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We'll put it on the um, list. So we have two very clear groups emerging. Yes. We've got the Tres Amigas and everybody else. And they start to come a little bit more back together in this um, episode. They go off and do various things. I think Bronwyn joins the Tres Amigas. Is that right? And no, Bronwyn goes to the Hemingway house. Oh, no, she does. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I She goes that. to and then in the afternoon she goes. Yeah, in the afternoon, goes. yeah, she goes parasailing instead of jet skiing. Yes, and uh, we've got um, Shannon facing her fear of heights. We've got Gina facing her fear of water. Um, and it, it, it was just like a little bit of poetic reality TV justice that like her one fear of a shark in the water just materialized and like and she was like do you want to hold the starfish yes yes i want to hold the starfish yes, as I if it was like some it was as if it was like some magical sort of shield it's a it's a, a shake of mystical it's a, glory yeah it's a uh, a shark repellent it's a shark, it's shark she's like repellent. i feel better now that i've got yeah. a weapon and he was like yeah you're gonna need more than that um <laughs> but nobody ever died from a hammerhead so it's fine <laughs> Apparently not. But that's great. Good to know. But I'd still. But I, I mean, I'd still be a little bit. Ooh. Oh, I'd be iffy. I mean, I think. Yeah. I think anybody would be lying if they were like, "Oh no, totally didn't bother me at all." It's like, come on. Since the release yeah, of show. Jaws, it bothers <laughs> yeah. everybody. Shut the fuck up. Hundred um, percent. But I think we had a really good sort of insight into uh kelly and this anger thing and her and emily got really close and they had that conversation which really touched me personally because i've spoken a lot about this on the blog about being a shouty mum, and yeah. and emily really talked about how she'd seen her daughter kind of behave shout at her brother in the yeah. way that she'd modeled essentially right. in that monkey see monkey do thing and it's something that i definitely have myself personally dealt with and and i know that i've been a shouty mum, and i've really worked really hard over the last few months to like rein that in because it's not healthy for anybody um yeah. so i really felt for her on that and then you know and i and i also really liked it because i felt a little bit like she wanted to use that to encourage kelly to also to be kind shouty. of yeah deal with her shit um so emily's really going up in my estimations i felt a lot of empathy from her i felt like she really wanted to give that kind of knowledge to kelly to help her be okay with tackling her own demons no i totally agree i love that they booked an anger management class as like a little date day for the two of them i really identify a lot with emily about like having a chaotic childhood and therefore wanting everything to be perfect and really struggling with that because the reality is nothing's perfect and that's you know that's what makes you shouty essentially yeah. because nothing can be perfect so i agree um i really identified with her and i th i think it's really building a real bond between her and kelly and i feel like sometimes that's kind of what we're missing between some of the other friendship groups are this kind of deeper bond than just being on 
a TV show together. Yeah, and I think that Emily's the one, I think we can credit Emily with that because I think she's one of the ones that actually does really care about trying to have a real relationship. I think some of the others do just look at this as a TV show. Like these are co-workers and colleagues essentially. That if they happen to get on with while they're filming, then that's great. But oftentimes we come back to a new season and find that some people haven't seen each other in between. Yeah. Um, And I just don't think that that sits very naturally with Emily. I feel like if she's engaging with somebody, then there's always going to be a natural need for her to kind of make a proper connection. Well, I feel like she's one of the only ones who has actually gone out of her way to do different things with different people. Like we've seen her go to different meals and meetups, even with people that she doesn't necessarily think like her. She'll go. And I mean, I think there's a, I have a lot of respect for her in that way that I I do think she's really trying. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that one session is going to be enough to help Kelly. Oh God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, I think he made a really good point with her about picturing her daughter sitting right next to her and Jolie watching the way she's interacting with, um, in particular Vicky and how that needs to stop. And I think that will give her a tool, but I think, I think we're going to see everything explode in the season finale next week. I think it's going to go to hell in a handbasket because it's going to be like Vicky's engagement party, which, you know, that's going to go well. (laughs) I mean, I mean, and the, and the thing is they call it like the Vicky and Kelly are very, very similar yeah that's why they're like petrol and fire yeah Yeah. oil and water Mm, no yeah they mix but they don't blend yes that um (laughs) i'm getting my my metaphors are all crazy at the moment it's all right Um, it's christmas but yeah i think they're really really similar but i also am finding honestly very little to like about either of them now like i just think that both of them are being so disgustingly behaved like even Tamara, when she's being badly behaved, there's just not the same violent element of hatred that comes out. And I yeah. know it comes from stuff. I know that, right. you know, it doesn't mean they're awful people, but there Ugh. just comes a point on a personal level where you're like, oh, can you just sort your shit out? Like, you're in your 50s yeah, almost yeah, yeah. or nearly. Do you know what I mean? Like, aren't we getting yeah. to a point where we're too old to be screaming, you fucking pig, across a bar? Yeah, yeah. It's not a good look on anybody be you famous-ish or not, like, yeah. you just shouldn't, you just, I don't know, have better bar you decor. Just don't. I mean, and also, I mean, who, I don't know, please tell us, can we do a poll about this? Yeah. Like, who has ever actually, as a grown-ass woman, had a fight like that in public? Like, a screaming fight never. in a bar or in a restaurant? Like, like never in my never life. never, in, never ever have I ever. No. Do you know what I mean? And I just think... <laughs> yeah. I just think maybe maybe they do it all for the show, but I just don't know if they do. I just don't know if they think that that's how they can behave. I don't think so. Because, I mean, I think if we think about, like, all these stories about Kelly and, like, her reactions to people in bars and even off camera, we hear these stories. So, I mean, I don't know if all the stories are true or not, but I think if that's what is out there about you and in the papers and these women are claiming you've broken their hand and things of this nature. Like, I I think we need to have a reset. I think you need to take a step back and really figure out what's going on because that's, it's not normal, cool girl behavior. It's frightening. Yeah, it is. Um, 
And then I guess we could talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, we've got Gina who drops the bombshell that she's not going to divorce. Yeah, Matt. you and I were you and I were talking about this earlier. I find the Brian Kelly storyline and the Gina and Matt storyline really hard to kind of just suspend disbelief and go with because that was I mean, obviously that was what was happening at the moment of their lives because it's all over social media and and the papers and everything that these end very different ways. So it's like it almost just makes me not like I just kind of tune out because I'm like yeah. I don't need to pay attention to this because it's not it's not real. <laughs> yeah, we know that it's Gina's not, really not happening. with Matt. We know right. that Kelly's not with Brian anymore. And yeah. you're you're right. It it it's hard to engage with when you when you have the benefit of being in the future. If right, I mean. right, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about the uh, finale though because I think it's got to be explosive. Oh, right? it's going to be insane. And Bravo's doing something really kind of strange with this um, next week. The finale will be on Tuesday, and Wednesday the reunion starts. So we'll get Ooh. right into that. So there will be a mini sode about the OC reunion, which I cannot wait for. It's going it's to always be insane. A good one. It's always a good one. I think it's going to be extra crazy. Um, and yeah, I just, there'll be a lot of this stuff. So looking forward to the series finale next week and, um, and the reunion starting. Me too. So, um, time to go to New Jersey. Time to go to Jersey or Jamaica. Or Jamaica. (laughs) Where it's, where it's roast night. It's roast night, which I think you and I both, we've been talking about this a couple weeks now. We're kind of dreading, like, this is not a good move for Jennifer. She should not be doing this. It's not going to go well. When, weirdly enough, it's the thing that brings the whole, like, trip together. Everybody takes it on the chin. Everybody kind of has a good time with it. Yeah, and I think as well, Jennifer's... I'm going to say she's she's got a talent... Like, she's pretty talented at this. She Um, is. And I think that she... Begrudgingly. Yeah, I I know. We're struggling <laughs> to find her to give her any compliments. But she is talented. She's a talented mimic and she's she's got a great comic timing. Um I do feel um that her roasting of Jackie was the one that went too far because I yeah. I just think like you said before when we were talking every she, everybody else kind of got a very light touch yeah but i don't think that eating disorders is something that you can really start to roast people about no Um, but to give jackie credit and you could see it in her eyes there was a moment where she was like is she really gonna like is she really gonna do this yeah um she decided that actually the best decision was just to take it on the chin i don't think that she was 100 percent comfortable about it and i do think it might come up later, but yeah. I think certainly in the moment she made it was it was a strong decision for her to go. You know what? I'm just going to laugh this off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on the list of things you're not supposed to do about mental health issues or eating disorders or possible suicide is not roast people for it. I, I think yeah. that's probably rule number one on those lists. Um, yeah, I'd probably add like. Rape, sexual yeah. abuse, you know, Pedophilia. those kind of things. Uh-huh. Those are things yeah. that you just don't roast people about. I mean, you know, maybe a little pedophilia. Like, you can roast Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You say what you like about that. Well, fucker. you can't anymore, unfortunately. No. But you um, can make fun of him all you fucking like. But I, do I mean, think... there's always Prince Andrew. Yeah. 
<laughs> Allegedly. There's always someone. <laughs> There's always someone. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, um, but I think Jen really crossed a line there. I kind of hope it does come up, but I hope it comes up in like Jackie just being like, hey, that wasn't cool. We're friends. Like, I, I totally get what you were trying to do with that. It wasn't super funny to me. Um, that's probably not the way it'll be brought up if it's brought up at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, cause she did like what with Teresa, it was just about her wanting a tight ass for I Melissa. Mean, it was like buying rompers for envy. I mean, it, it was very, very light for everybody else, but it went yeah. really dark for, um, and it wasn't Jackie. just us that felt that like you could see Dolores was yeah. like, yeah. Melissa was like, <laughs> oh. you know, she pitched yeah. it wrong, but Jackie made. Yeah. A very mature decision um, and laughed her way through it. And, yeah, and I don't think I would have been that mature. I think I would have no, reacted sure. to something like that about me. Yeah, pretty sure. If somebody started roasting me about my kind of postnatal depression, right. I probably would have stabbed them in the <laughs> eye with a knife. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not, like, I don't mean to be laughing like that. It would be funny. Like, it's, it's just like. So <laughs> Your postnatal depression I'm, is so I'm funny. Good times. Good times for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a ball. It's just so we absurd. Had. Like, it, it's just so absurd yeah. to me that anybody could even think that is a good idea. Like, yeah. she's going to get an earful from her daughter when she, like, when this airs. Her daughter's going to be like, Mom, not funny, not cool. Yeah, you just shouldn't and do also, that to your friends. Also, interestingly, though, Jackie makes that decision to like ride it out, and yeah. that's what eventually turns Dolores kind of around again. She's like, you know what? The fact that she took that on the chin and laughed it off, like actually, I could. and and I do believe that came from the heart with Dolores. Like she's yeah. like, I'm sorry. I think we can leave it here. Right. You know. Well, I should Great. hope so. It kind of magically appeared there. Let's just leave yeah. that in Jamaica. We have no idea where it came from. Like, I wrote down, like, Dolores wakes up complaining about Jackie holding on to shit. And it's like, girl, like, you already had this conversation. I think you're the one that's holding on to it now. Let it fucking go. But we know where this is coming from. This is yeah. coming from Dolores not being able to have the conversation with David that she wants to have. It's like plumbing. Who is it? Kenya in... Right. Where is she? Atlanta. Atlanta. Not being able to have the conversation with Mark that she wants to have, so it's coming out in all of this area. And it's the same here. Dolores is not comfortable with what's going on with no. David. She wants to say, where's this going? What are we doing? Is this an engagement thing? But she doesn't say it because she doesn't want to hear the answer. No, no, she doesn't. And I feel like, I mean, even Frank points this out. Like, Frank says to her later on in the episode, or, like, says to the camera that he's bothered by Dolores not showing any feelings because he know it's he knows it's because she's afraid of the outcome and i mean he lived with her i thought it was super insightful i don't know what's going on with frank being so insightful but um i don't know yeah. well i think i mean maybe it's just now that he's off the roids it's less rage and more just emotional intelligence yeah maybe visiting hookers gives you a real insight into people's maybe. psyches and emotional stability Maybe, maybe it makes him into a real empath. Either way, like, I do love that he's Frank like... Frank an empath. <laughs> can you imagine? It's a big fuck-off empath. Like, yeah. the biggest empath ever. Um, you will empathize but I with do, me. I do find this relationship quite, um, like, entertaining, the three of them, this, like, weird yeah. little triangle. But I do not think it's going to end brilliantly. I, I think there's, it's going to throw up some problems because it's Absolutely. very hard for me to see where the boundaries are like is frank her dad is he her best friend is he her ex-husband like 
There's a her lot life of weird companion. stuff going on. Her, uh, what the fuck? And by the way, let's talk about the fact that she's pushing her dogs around in a pram. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no. if you're no, going to take your no, dogs no. for a walk, they need to fucking walk. That's why it's called a walk. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take them on an outing, push. put them in the car and go to Starbucks. Like, you, <laughs> don't need a, you don't need a doggy pram. I don't understand yeah. that. It's not called a push. It's called a walk. <laughs> Let's get them out and get those puppies walking. Um, yes. Oh, so man. the other thing to talk about, I guess, I mean, is there anything else? Is it Rose? Should we touch on Danielle? I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to touch on Danielle ever. Ever again. But, um, but yeah, I think we'll see more of her. So we saw a little bit of her at the dinner. I thought that was a, it was, I thought it was weird. I don't, I didn't feel like there was a natural flow to like bringing up that she was possibly sleeping with Marty again. And then Margaret calls Marty and then Marty apparently calls Danielle and Danielle then calls Teresa all within like a span of two seconds. Yeah. I think Danielle, I think it's going to be interesting to see how far Teresa will now defend Danielle because Danielle is going to be pissed at Teresa. She's going to be pissed that she's telling these secrets. She's going to be losing her mind. And I wonder how long it's going to be before Teresa like loses her shit. If we see Teresa kind of kowtow to Danielle and and really apologize, then there is no doubt in my mind that Danielle has something on Teresa because nobody has ever had that effect on Teresa. Never, no. ever, ever. No, so whatever's I mean, she's going not even on, been as loyal to Joe. I mean, like, she, no. you know, she's spilling Joe's secrets now. And like, yeah, our relationship has not been easy. But yeah, I, I don't understand it. We'll see what happens. Um, in this episode, we do find out, as we all know, that Joe's um, appeal has been denied. Denied aggressively. Just, denied aggressively. Denied aggressively, Yeah. And we see Joe bring up, like, is it financially smart to keep fighting this when it's been, you know, repeatedly turned down? And I think pairing that with what we see, like, Teresa and the girls looking through the pictures and really kind of discussing their feelings and their memories, it was, I don't know, it's a lot. It's really heartbreaking. It is really heartbreaking because, you know, whatever, whoever they are and whatever they do for a living and whether you like them or not, you know, those kids still have them. It's, it's still their dad. And... You know, to have one kid that remembers years and years with him and one kid that barely remembers him at all um, must be hard. And whatever Teresa is, I, I, I honestly think that if Joe was to be allowed back in the country, she would spend the rest of her life with him, whether or not she fully right. loved him or could ever really forgive him properly for the sake of her kids. I think that's the mum that she is. So I do feel for her and and. And I do think that she's always 100% trying to act in the best interests of her kids in this particular situation. No, um, I totally agree. But yeah, Joe, Joey makes a good point. Is it is it worth you continuing to spend these hundreds of thousands of pounds when they are, it's looking more and more like they're just going to make an example out yeah, of it? Yeah, I mean, I think her, her lawyer, because it's her lawyer that's over there, like discussing all this with her, he gives it a less than 10% chance. Like that's pretty Significantly pretty low. less, I think he says. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine Joe, he's high profile. He is illegal. Well, he's not illegal, but he is now that he's committed a felony. Right, right. Um, He's he's white and immigration is a big thing. If they were to see if they were seen to be softer on him, it would be because he was famous or because he wasn't right. brown or right. all he's of from these Italy, things. not Mexico. Yeah. 
and and there's just no way that they could get no. around the optics of that so i think that they're starting to realize that yeah. but it is sad and um and i'm sure we'll see this play out a little bit as we go along but uh i just really really feel for the girls because that sucks the big one well and i think it's a hard balance for Teresa because you know Audrina or Adriana, whatever her name is, like she doesn't have all these memories as the other girls. So she's probably not as emotional about this. Like, you know, like he's still her dad and I'm sure it makes her sad. But I think when you put her against like Gia's feelings on the situation, being the mom that's kind of stuck in the middle, trying to bridge the two of them together, like prepare Gia for maybe not happening, prepare Adriana for maybe it, like it's just a really hard place to be in, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I you can't imagine how she's going to handle it. But I do think she's, hand, you know, I do feel like she's really doing everything she can to support the girls. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about Italian families and this Italian family in particular. Like, she's surrounded by, she's got a village. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But as far yeah. as we know, Joe is still in Italy. He's not, not going to be in. I mean, no, I don't think he's coming back. Soon. No. Um. Let's go to Dallas. And I think in Dallas, we can all agree that there's really only one topic of conversation here. Oh, man. This episode kind of made me lose all sympathy I've ever had for Leanne and in turn made me like Cameron more. So I'm all conflicted about this, this so, episode. So it's very emotional. It's very <laughs> emotional for us. Um, I mean, I didn't really have much sympathy for Leanne, but, but I actually am starting to wonder if... Leanne being on this show is right. actually the best thing for her because she's so very, very volatile. Right. Um, and erratic. And I just can't think that the cameras and the pressure is helping that. It just... this There's such a lack of self-awareness here because everybody can see what's happening. Everybody right. can see the jealousy. Everybody yeah. can see that this is all about... A reaction Carrie, yeah. to Carrie and Cameron becoming really close. And the threaten the threat that Leanne feels in that is really I mean, that conversation with Cam, I say conversation, what I mean is that battering of abuse of right. Cam when she comes in through the door, is so dark. Um and the way it then turns into this like, but what about your reputation? Yeah, I'm so tired of her throwing that up on everybody. As we see kind of later in the episode when Brandy points it out, like she does this every every season to a different person. You know, it, she's done it to Brandy. She's done it to Stephanie. She's done it to everybody. And like, for me, like I can't imagine a society where Cameron is held to a, or Cameron is thought of less than Leanne. Like Cameron's family, Cameron's husband's family has a lot of money. I think they're they're very philanthropic in Dallas, and for her to even throw that at her is gross and really disrespectful. Like nobody's gonna give a fuck about her going to a ping pong show, like because everybody's gonna see her reaction. She went in and she ran like right out. Like and also, it doesn't matter. We're all adults. I'm, I'm She's on really a TV bothered show. by Leanne. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really her. bothered by it as well, but I'm bothered as well because Leanne knows that it's not going to affect her reputation. Right. But she also knows that that's, that's like a trigger she cares point about for Cameron. Yeah. She's pushing that button. So that's right. where the manipulation comes in. And and it's it really upsets me that she's uh, playing on Cameron's kind of weakness a little bit, yeah. which, is her, which is her worry, you know, about right. what other people think. 
But it's also, you know, we've talked about this. Cameron's not the smartest tool in the box. And she knows that. She knows that Cameron's kind of a, like mm-hmm. easy prey for her. And I feel like that's what's happening here. Well, um, and I also don't like the fact that, like, she's kind of turning it around and making it all about, like, the sex workers now all of a sudden. Like, you weren't that worried about the sex workers earlier in the evening. Like, you are grasping yeah. at straws to make people feel shit. And, like, you're throwing it all out there. And I don't respect that. I don't respect manipulating people's feelings i i'm just I, i'm grossed no, she's, out yeah she's doing that to make carrie look like shit because it was her idea to go um, right like you know regardless of of the sex worker issue that's a whole other yeah issue but that's not what leanne gives a shit about no no, no she gives a shit about seen- hurting cameron yeah, hurting Not Cameron and undermining Carrie and, yeah. in Cameron's eyes. Right. Like, your reputation is on the line and it's Carrie's fault. Like, that's essentially what this is boiling down to. Right. Um, and I find, I mean, that's really, really destructive, damaging and dangerous behavior. Yeah. Um, and Deandra is, like, just so over it. And I feel that with Deandra. Like, she's not, it's not helping her cause. But no. I get what she's like every time the tears are turned on, every right. time the drama, the victim, my past, this, it's, it is draining. Yeah. And it's well, draining because we I mean, can all see through it. Well, it's draining for us and we're just watching it on television. I mean, Deanna's been yeah. a friend for like over 20 years, so I'm sure this isn't the first time this happens. I'm sure it happens all the time as often as we've seen it on the show. And it's just like, oh, come on, like... Either yeah. go do some fucking intensive therapy to figure this shit out. Like, if this is really how you're feeling, then you need to fucking work work on your shit. Or you just need to, like, start moving on or stop hanging out with us. You know what, though? It's, you know, and I've known people like this, too. This is her identity. These issues, yeah. these anxieties, this victim mentality is how she knows herself. This is how she's always been. And some people find that a real comfort blanket. And it's very, very difficult for them to give that up. Right. So, yes, go get intensive therapy. But actually, this is how she operates. This is how she right. knows herself to always be. So, um, I don't think we're going to see a change from her. I think, you know, certain leopards never change their spots and i think the older people get the harder it it gets for them to change and to let go of bad habits but um but yeah i mean brandy gets sick of it she's like and she does it in a really good way i think she's like this is what i think is going on and what do you think and everybody you know leanne feigns mock right right you know all the rest of it and brandy's like fine i'm gonna go yeah. Like, I well, just don't want to be in that right. situation. Well, because Leanne makes it all about everybody else, right? Like, everybody else is the weirdo. Everybody else sees these problems that don't exist. It's like, girl, what is the common denominator in all this shit? It's yeah. you. Yeah. Like, you need Every to start time. figuring it out. Like, stop being a dick. Like, you're just being a dick to some people now for really no reason. Um I'm I've not always been a huge fan of Cameron, but actually Cameron's been really cool this episode and there is no reason for you to treat your friend this way. Especially like at the end of the dinner when like Cameron goes back to the room and Leanne shuts the face in her door and shuts the door in her face, locks it. But then I think the minute she did that, she was like, shit, this looks bad on TV. So I'm going to open the door and now have this conversation. And then opened it five minutes later. I'm like, yeah. dude. Not even five minutes. A, it was like, a, like almost immediate. A like she was like, oh, fuck. This makes me yeah. look bad. I'm going to open Because Cameron's door. actually just stuck up for me right. at the table. Um, 
I'm blessed Cameron coming back after being left at the table, by the way. But I want yeah. you to know, Reagan, that I would never leave you at a table Hell by yourself. No. And I'm going to have to say, as much as I love Stephanie and her, mm-hmm. that was not good hosting ability. You can't leave Cameron all alone at the table, even if she's not eating cool. other people's food. It's not cool. She's not done. (laughs) And actually, that made me really like Cameron. Like, I love that she was like, you retreat, I'm going to eat. Like, she's the one that's going to eat everybody's foods. Like, that that goes a long way in my book. Who would have thought that we'd have been having a big love fest over Cameron? I know. But, I mean, I think this whole trip, she's been pretty, like, she's been really cool. Like, I think she's really trying to put, like, a good foot forward. She's trying to... I don't know. Maybe we're just seeing a different side of her. Like, she's just kind of being cool. I agree. Which is about time. Yeah. And I mean, but also, you know, could she have more backbone in standing up to Leanne? Yeah. Yeah. I think she could. Because as soon as Leanne goes, she starts laughing at Deandra's impression of her. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I would never want to go up against Leanne. And I would be terrified to confront her. And I have nothing but awe and admiration for Carrie and Brandy, who just like, fuck it, I'm going in. Right. Um, so I'm not saying it's an admirable quality that she's that she's backing off a little bit, but I do understand a fear of Leanne. I understand it, but also you have all these badass strong women in your corner right now. Like if yeah. you ever were going to, this is your this is your moment to because all of these women have your back. This is a fucked up wrong situation and you are in the right in this situation. You are in the wrong in the situation with Stephanie. You are always in yeah, the wrong yeah, in yeah. that situation. But you are in the right in this situation. So, you know, if you really are feeling the way you're telling everybody you're feeling in this friendship, then you need to fucking do something about it. Think yeah. of your children. Like, would you ever want your kids to be in that kind of relationship? Fuck no. If your kid had friends like this, wouldn't you be the first one to be like, yeah, we're not hanging out with them anymore. Like, we're going to take uh-huh. a step back. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I just, I think she will, I think she will find her voice eventually. I just think maybe Cameron has a slightly higher tolerance. But I think eventually it will come. Also, this this is still quite new. The Leanne drama is still quite new to Cameron. Right, this is the first time time she's ever screamed at her. Right. Right, and also the first time she's been that close with her to be kind of that embroiled in it. So I think... Deandra is sick and tired of this. Like you say, it's 20 years. Brandy's been in this kind of conflict on and off, on and off all the time with Leanne. And of course she has, because Leanne sees her as a threat to this kind of down-to-earth, slightly foul-mouthed, carny slash trailer thing that they've got going on. So of course she feels threatened by Brandy wearing that particular crown. Right. Um, And just, I think as time goes on, Cameron will see more and more what Leanne is really like. And she does say... I've never seen this side of Leanne. Yeah, yeah. Well, like now welcome I know to the crazy train. Right. <laughs> You're going to see this side of welcome her Welcome to the party. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of Brandy being like the, the shared kind of foul mouth crown, I love that she does not use a purse and she puts everything in her bra and she calls it the redneck wallet. I think that is <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I missed that on the show when I was watching it. And when you told me before, I was like, Wait, stop. What? What did she call it? <laughs> the redneck wallet is hands. Yep. I'm going to wear an outfit specifically so that to I can say that. use the term redneck wallet. There you go. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, all you need is like one of those little peasanty blouse like dresses that yeah. like are off the shoulder and just shove it into the peasanty part. I mean, here's the thing. I've shoved st- stuff in my bra yeah. before, often a lighter in my younger yeah. years. An ID. And yesterday. Uh, You know, an ID. Yeah. Anything like that. Lip balm. It can all go in there. I've just never known the turn. Redneck Redneck wallet. Wallet. It's brilliant. 
Um, Cheers to you, Brandy Redmond, for bringing that into our lives. Every day is a school day when when it comes to the Real Housewives. <laughs> um, that's us for the week. We are that is us done. for the week. We will be adding some new shows. So obviously, keeping up with the Kardashians will be falling off. So we're going to be replacing that with Very Cavallari starting uh, in January, and we'll see some of the Housewives shows fall off. So we're going to be bringing back Vanderpump Rules, which also premieres in January. So there'll be some slight changes to the lineup. Just keep your eyes on our socials, and uh, we'll always let you know when we know when things are coming out and when we're switching it up. But yeah, if you've got anything to say about the stuff we've been talking about today, I think also the Kardashians in particular, do you think it's going to stay? Do you think it's going to go? Do you think Courtney's going to stay or go? Um, And of course, if we have offended, upset, antagonized, or just got something plain wrong, we always like some spicy conversations, but don't start it with an offensive comment. You're a dick. (laughs) Don't start it with that. Just start it with, didn't quite agree with what you said there. We're always open to those conversations. Um, But in the meantime, I wish you all, because I think we're like 99.9% female listeners. So I wish you all in the run up to Christmas, um, just all the love and luck because it is stressful as hell, but we are there with you every step of the way. Yes. All right. Well, you guys have a good week. And uh, t- we'll catch up with you next week. <laughs> I feel like we should do that again. I feel like we should redo the goodbye because I was slightly dis- I was slightly distracted by the fact my cat all of a sudden started yowling. Um, so let- we'll try that again. I'm going to leave it to you, Reagan, and I'll chime in at the end. Oh, I've, I've forgotten what to say. Oh, I'll start. Okay, fine. I'll okay. say goodbye. That, uh, thank you, as ever, for listening, and we are excited to see you next week. And in the meantime, enjoy all the TV. Enjoy the new shows. See you later. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Yeah.